In the early 20th century, human beings became cogs in the giant manufacturing facilities that stamped out cars, cut out the shapes that were sewn into dresses, slacks, and shirts. Gradually, factory floor inventions gave most of the work to machines that, like robotic arms, are immune to fatigue and maintain their precision through millions of cycles. The people who made that possible were the working-class heroes of an era – People like H. Joseph Gerber, a refugee from Austria and a Holocaust survivor, named in 1952 one of the U.S. Chamber of Commerce's 10 most outstanding young men in America. Only under our American economic, moral, and social system is it possible to grow, to compete, and to create as free human beings and as free citizens. Gerber quite literally freed workers from the intensive and dangerous labor of manufacturing, inventing automated processes and machines that got him dubbed the Thomas Edison of manufacturing. Joseph Gerber's son, David Gerber, has just finished a biography of his dad called The Inventor's Dilemma, The Remarkable Life of H. Joseph Gerber. It's a story of magic and simplicity that began one day when Gerber's father shared his life-changing secret with his son. I was probably about... 12 years old when my dad first showed me his original invention and he showed me how I could use it for art projects. What was it exactly? So this was a device called the variable scale and what my dad showed me actually was an old pajama waistband. He brought me into his private office where he kept a lot of old memorabilia and he took this piece of cloth out of a tackle box that he kept there and he explained to me that this is what he used to start his company. And it was an invention that he came up with in college to solve uh, engineering problems. It was kind of touching as well for me because my dad had been a Holocaust survivor and that pair of pajamas was the one thing that he had been able to bring to America with him that his father had given him and his father never made it out. What is your understanding of what an inventor does based on your experience with your dad? What set him apart from somebody who just made tools in a tool and die shop? He was very astute at being able to recognize problems. And he was able to see in an object a new use, a metaphor for a new kind of object that he would be able to create. A metaphor for a new object. So he could look at what you and I see and see something else there. He could. Um, maybe his most important invention was the automated cloth cutting machine for making apparel. This is an example as, as well of a whole new approach to cloth cutting. What he did was he resorted to far-flung analogies, things like food packaging, shoe brushes, airplane wings, not the kind of things you would normally turn to. You know, most engineers, if they were given the task of coming up with a cloth-cutting machine, what they would probably do is open a book and look at designs of how cloth-cutting machines were made. That wasn't my dad's approach. Really? He would ask the question, what are we trying to accomplish here? And he would often come up with very different solutions as a result of that. We think of inventors like uh, Thomas Edison who are responding to a need that is self-evident. And... What you're describing is someone who comes into a situation that no one perceives as having some overwhelming self-evident need and says, you know, can we just like stop for a second and I'll do this a completely different way and it'll be a million times better. Well, I think of this approach as being 
kind of like what Steve Jobs did. He came out with products that people didn't realize they had a need for. Mm. And he then embodied that in a system. And that system itself created new opportunities for more products. That was very much what my dad did. Do you think his experience as a Holocaust survivor gave him an ability to see the waste uh, perhaps better than some others? I think his Holocaust experience had a number of uh, influences on, on him as an innovator. He started out as a precocious boy who was inventing to cause a lot of trouble. He would electrocute the doorknobs in his room so people would come and get a shock and drop soup and so on. <laughs> what a delightful fellow. Yeah, he was. <laughs> uh, well, he was encouraged in his yeah, household. I, I got you. <laughs> um, and when the Holocaust came, he had to really turn his inventive talents to solving serious imminent problems. He actually saved himself and his family. He and his dad escaped into Switzerland, but then they were turned back over to the Gestapo and put on a train headed toward Dachau. And he figured out how to disengage a latching mechanism on a train car, so he and his father were able to jump the train. And there were a number of these examples. Secondly, I think the Holocaust experience gave him a very different view of risk. It was an environment in which if you did nothing, you're dead. We talk a lot about how there's a quality of America that encourages this innovation. Is it possible that it's not really American at all, but it's, it's from everywhere else? It just so happens that um, to be a fish out of water is what's required to empower someone to actually produce those inventions. And, you know, staying in a place like Europe, which is very regimented, um, you just never get the chance to do what uh, your dad got the chance to do. I think my dad would have said that being innovative is very American. When he came here, he later told me, he realized that this is the place he had always dreamed of, even though he never knew it existed. When he was a kid in Vienna, he was criticized for asking questions. In America, he was complimented for them. In Austria, people had what he called an anti-innovative attitude. And when he came to America, he saw that there was opportunity to express yourself. And he thrived in this environment. Well, what a proud son you are. I'll call it a grateful son. I was very mm -hmm. fortunate. My, my dad was uh, a better father than he was an inventor. <laughs> well, that is high praise indeed. David Gerber, thanks so much. It's my great pleasure to be here. Thank you, John. David Gerber is the son of inventor H. Joseph Gerber and the author of The Inventor's Dilemma, The Remarkable Life of H. Joseph Gerber.